welcome to mile 13th my name is casper and that is jackie hey um you might notice the you intro notice. is a little different <laughs> and we don't know what to do now because our intro person isn't here dear sweet kim um has decided to take a small hiatus so that she can focus on school which we are incredibly supportive of uh, I, I mean i mean i guess it's cool. She's bettering her education, Jackie. We support right. this. <sighs> I'm okay. In case you haven't heard, I'm kind of needy, so <laughs> I need Kim back. But yeah, it has been a hot minute since we've recorded. It was ironic because, like, during all of the COVID quarantine situation, so many people started their podcast, and we like took a break from our podcast. Yeah, for various reasons. The, the weird thing was too. So when COVID hit. I was, um, like, temporarily released, not released, but, like, let go, and then I took the opportunity to leave a job I wasn't happy in, so I did that, and um, (laughs) there was, like, two months of sitting on the couch and doing nothing because you weren't allowed to, and literally the thought of, like, if I would go to do the dishes, I would think, oh my gosh, I just did the dishes. I can sit down for like another hour. And (laughs) I don't know if you felt the same way, but... Yeah, no, I 100% felt the same way. It was, it's super weird because like the less you're allowed to do, the less you want to do. Where like, it would be the exact same way. I was like, I don't even have the mental energy to like check my like text messages, let alone sit down and record an entire podcast. Yeah, (laughs) like it, it was insane. And... Um, I was really productive with my art for about three days (laughs) and then I just watched TV for about two months. I got very, very far on a lot of video games. Oh, which ones were you playing? Well, I replayed Last of Us again in honor of the new one coming out, which we don't need to talk about on this podcast because apparently there is a whole lot of drama with the new one. I like it, but other people do not. Oh, interesting. Um... Very interesting. But um, but yeah, I did replay Last of Us. Um, I got Journey to a Savage Planet, um, which is a super fun, quirky, like, exploring game. Um, I got a game called Plague's Tale Innocence, which is this, like, survival horror, um, like, old fantasy game. So that's fun. Those were the big main ones I played. Oh, and God of War. Oh, I started to play that one, and I really liked it. Um, I got a video game, actually. I'm glad yeah. you asked. And it was Destroy All Humans. Oh, nice. That is a good one. Yes. Um, I've only played like three video games in my entire life. And that is one of them. And <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It's just so fun. And if you don't, if if you haven't had the honor of playing it, it was made in like probably like early 2000s. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you ever played it? No, I haven't, but I know a lot of I like know of it. Okay. Well, it's like really crappy um quality. And it's an alien who's like trying to go to Earth so they can take it like take it over. And so the you're the alien running through and you have to like probe humans and get their brains and the um the aliens really hate cows for some reason, so you get, like, bonus sure, points for sure. hurting the cows, and it's just, like, real random. Flashback to our Skinwalker episode. Yes! Oh, my... 
or no, Skinwalker Ranch episode. Oh, we just figured it out. Oh, man. We figured it out. Aliens hate cows. <laughs> that explains so much. It explains so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, it's a great game. Um, what other interesting things happened in your life, Jackie? Uh, oh, uh, I moved to Nashville, <laughs> too. Oh, yeah. Just casually did that yes. in the middle of COVID. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, like I was saying, my job um, let me go temporarily. And it was one of those where I could come back once everything was over. But then I said, peace. Um, and I left. And I was really happy. And I got a job, like, two weeks after looking in Nashville and it's been, it's been really cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, so my husband and I had the conversation um, in January, like, okay, in a year or two, let's try and be in Nashville or um, there's like two other cities. I was like, okay. And then COVID hit. And then, mm. like, three weeks later, we were in Nashville. Like, after just saying, like, you know what? Like, let's actually try. And, like, so that that was a whirlwind. Because it was, we literally had, like, two weeks to pack. And so, it was This crazy. is coming from the girl who freaked out that Kim moved, like, a little bit further away. When Kim originally moved. Oh, I freaked out. Or was out. going to. Yeah, you freaked out about it. I know. <laughs> and now you're in Nashville. I know. I was upset and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with Kim. No, I'm actually staying at her house in two weeks because I'm coming back <laughs> nice. to Ohio. But I, yeah, she left. And so then I left and we're like 10 minutes from downtown. And it's pretty great. Nice. But the, the one sad thing that happened is I did end up losing my cat. Like once, like pretty much as soon as we got down here, but yeah, it, I'm so sorry, Jackie. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. The weird thing with the time lapse, like for the people listening is it happened about two months ago. So I, I've had some time, but there is the, the really interesting thing is that, um, so we have a second cat. Well, so now it is our only cat, but she's been taking on personality traits of Theodore who, who passed away and weird. It's so the weird thing is, and Brandon and I noticed this separately. And then we had the conversation once we both thought it, but Theodore was very like in your face, once pets, very cuddly, dopey, um, needy all this stuff and then thor is very quiet oh and theodore is very vocal thor is very quiet i'm gonna sit in my corner i might come up to you but like very elegant um so very per different personalities and thor has gotten more vocal like there's this little chortle theodore huh. would do and she does it now to like the same things that he would do like i would look at him and he would make this noise Aww. Thor's never done that. And so she started making his little noise. Um, there was like this thing that we Theodore and I would do in the morning where he would come up to me, get pet, sit on me, walk me to the bathroom, hang out <laughs> with me. And Thor's never done that. And she's done it 
at least six or seven times since it's happened. Like she, wow. there's very specific different personality traits and Thor is doing it now. And it's, is so weird. Interesting. Two options. One, she misses, she misses Theodore. Mm-hmm. And so she's taking on behaviors of him Two, She's possessed by the ghost of Theodore. I'm okay with either. <laughs> no, I think I, I don't, it's interesting too, because I didn't think they liked each other and you can tell that she yeah. does like miss him. But um, I, I think she is taking on his personality traits kind of because she misses him. Yeah. Or my yeah. cat finally possessed someone. <laughs> or your cat finally possessed someone. He's like, I need more pets. <laughs> I'm not done getting <laughs> so pets. I'm not getting enough pets in the afterlife. I gotta possess a cat so I can get more. <laughs> Which I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. He would. I These guess. angels won't fucking pet me. <laughs> <laughs> they only do the one hand scratch. What kind of thing is this? What kind of thing? I need both hands or nothing at all. <laughs> Bougie cats. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we've been good otherwise. That's the the big stuff that's happened. Um, yeah. What about what about you? Not much exciting has happened in my life at all. Um, my sister had a baby. Um, so that's my second niece or a second like niece or nephew. Um, <laughs> her. I like how you're like. Not nothing really happened to me. I got a new uh, niece, so. So, uh, you know, baby life, uh, there's a new life in this world. Um, yeah, no, her name is Nora. Um, she's very, que- uh, very sweet and cute. I tried to say both words very at the same queet. time and it didn't work. That's very sweet. Casper, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm not a huge baby person. I think they're cute, but I don't really like interacting with them. But mm-hmm. my nephew is two now. So he's the perfect age that because, like, everyone's kind of paying attention to the baby. Um, I would say I'm his second favorite person. He loves my father, his grandpa. He loves grandpa. He calls him Pop-Pop the most. Papa. Um, And uh, so he he loves dad the most, but he loves me quite a lot. And I spend a lot of time on family vacations with this two-year-old now of running around and playing cards with him. So, I yeah. Um. Not in a not in a bad way, which I don't think he'll take it that that way. But I do think you're getting along with a two year old because <laughs> you're a very um, child hearted child hearted person. So first I, of all, how dare you? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, you're I, right. <laughs> I, I was like, if anything, you'd be like, thank you, like about freaking time. I get told that today because <laughs> I don't know, but. No, I could see it because I was kind of the same way, but with like, I get along really well with junior high kids Mm -hmm. because I feel like I have a, like, I don't know. Once they can start like talking and actually having like kind of opinions for themselves, then I'm like, yeah, cool. We can hang. Like, that's fine. When you're at the age where I can make fun of you for your opinions. That's what. (laughs) When you're at the age where I can mock you, then we're good. (laughs) There is a sweet spot though where they don't realize it. Yes. Yes. And then you're just being mean. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, I say I, you're just being mean. I still do it. Okay. I was but like, you're just being mean. Wow. I just became so self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> 
what else? My cousin got married, um, and because Indiana has a lot less uh, rules about quarantine, um, they went ahead and did their wedding, which was an interesting affair. I'm going to be very careful what I talk about on this podcast because I don't know the denominations and faiths of all of our listeners. Oh, yeah. um, it was just a very, very Catholic wedding, and for those of you who don't know, I am not Christian. I used to be Christian, so there's a very... um fun part of my life where I get to just make fun of religions because I know a lot that happens specifically in Catholicism and Christianity. Um, it's just very entertaining for me. So um, I sat with some of my family members and uh, could not contain myself for making some wonderful comments, not about the <laughs> wedding itself. My cousin was beautiful. The wedding was gorgeous. More just so about the Catholic faith in general. Yeah. There's some stuff that are interesting. And well, it's funny too, because I, I'm like, I am a Christian, but I can see the fun of like, if you used to believe something and you don't anymore. And so you're kind of sitting back and being like, oh, you're, you're doing that. Like what's yeah. like kind of the, well, they had us sing this song and it was about how like Allison and now her husband, Scott. So my cousin, Allison and uh, her husband, Scott were, um, like doing this song where it was like we're creating our home and we would like to welcome like everybody into this house but the house was supposed to be representative like of the church Mm -hmm. and so they're singing this song and the chorus literally goes all are welcome all are welcome all are welcome in this place and then continues going on to be like we welcome outcast and stranger and i'm sitting here my little gay ass and i'm like you want to rethink those lyrics a little bit (laughs) Where's that asterisk that I've been looking for? Where's that little asterisk there of just, oh, really, all. <laughs> all are welcome. As long as okay. you're not too weird. Don't get too crazy. As long crazy. as you're not too weird. <laughs> Jesus turned water but, yeah. into apple juice. Yep. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about some spooky stuff? Oh, we should. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So I believe we are going back um, in honor of your move, uh, and just because apparently we can't talk about anything else other than Ohio, we are going back to Ohio, and we are talking about Cleveland, because when you take a four-month, three-month, I don't know how long we stopped recording, when you take about a three-month break from recording, <laughs> the first thing you want to go back to is Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> yes, Cleveland, where you never want to be. Where you never want to be. <laughs> no, it's... It's not too bad. I I went and I actually enjoyed it. I feel like I lived there for a summer. Oh, you did. I forgot about that. My parents lived there as kind of like a like transition period where they were selling my childhood home and moving into the lake house. Um, but they had to like build the lake house. So they lived in Cleveland and I spent a summer there as doing an internship for a wedding photography company. So I went oh, all I over Cleveland in going to all of these weird, We like the company itself was pretty expensive. So um, we only really went to like really bougie weddings. Mm-hmm. So that was super interesting and entertaining for me because I got to go to all these like really old country clubs. So that was fun. Mine is interesting, but it is a lot more uh, history uh, in honor. In honor of our dear beloved Kim. Of our Kim. Rip. Rip Kim. Rip Kim. Um, I did more of a history one. But so I am covering this week the Soldiers and Sailors Monument. Cool. Do you know what that is? No. False. (laughs) 
I'm pretty sure you do. So, because this, <laughs> <laughs> this was... Um, You're wrong. <laughs> do you have an opinion about something you experience in life? wrong (laughs) (laughs) do you have an opinion about anything because you're wrong (laughs) no but i'm sure that you've experienced it to some degree or not some degree it's a location so you're in cleveland right right yeah okay imagining massive Mm -hmm. massive rectangular roundabout in the middle of downtown yes yes there is a massive statue at the center of that. Okay. Yep. No, I do know what you're talking about. Yep. And I, the only reason I know about this is because the House of Blues that I went to, it was like the House of Blues was within eyesight of that. Okay. And I got stuck on that roundabout and I couldn't get Oof. off because I'm not used to city driving. And so I just kept going in circles because I was real passive. Oh, no. <laughs> so um that was it it was very traumatizing but I do remember the the monument because of that um so the monument is called the soldier and sailors monument and it was built to honor those who fought in the civil war and I think it it opened to the public late 1800s so like 1880s kind of Okay. Um, and it was in the middle of Public Square in Cleveland. And from beginning, I mean, the sculpture is massive. It's like like any downtown is a big central thing. Like Indianapolis has like that big monument. And yeah, yeah. Um, it took 15 years from beginning to end to plan it out, do all this stuff. Wow. Which I'm 25. So like that's most of my life, which is weird. It's like a big, a big portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the monument was designed by captain architect, captain and architect Levi Scottfield, who do you know him? Do I know him? Do you know anything that he built? Do I know anything that he built? Did we walk there together in Ohio in a prison that was also a movie thing oh my goodness i totally didn't recognize the name yes no i'm embarrassed because that's my favorite haunt no i okay so i didn't realize it either but he he designed both of them so he's like interesting he's kind yeah, of eventually we'll have to go back and cover the ohio state reformatory oh we're we're going there we just we have to do something just, other than ohio and then come back yeah yeah <laughs> Um, we're sa- we're saving OHS for a rainy day. What? No, not OHS. OSU. That's a different thing. Yes, that's it. Oh, Ohio State Reformatory. Oh, O S R. O S R. That's okay. what it is. I was like OSU is a college. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Um, I'm very tired, <laughs> dude. I made a lot of coffee just so I would be like kind of buzzed. Cause I've, I've been really like sleepy the past few times. So I'm like, well, also confession. Um, normally when we record, I uh, usually have at least one beer in my system by the time we start. Um, and we don't actually have any beer in the house right now. I have to go get more. So this is the first time I've recorded probably completely sober ever. (laughs) This is so, this is such a touching moment. Such a moment. (gasps) This is a big episode for us, man. Mm. We're back. (laughs) 
Uh, you moved. Kim's, I'm sober. Kim's left. Kim's us. gone. Kim <laughs> hates us. And rip, rip Kim. Um, but but yeah. So the architect Scott Levi Scottfield, he yeah. actually donated his time to building the monument. So oh. he he didn't make any money off of it. And wow, which is really cool. Um, the monument itself is. 125 feet high and then on top of the column there is the goddess of freedom which is the same woman that is lady liberty oh okay and she's holding a shield and pretty much she is a symbol of loyalty to the united states so she's loyalty to cleveland (laughs) yeah just to cleveland like (laughs) just to cleveland (laughs) She had a vacation home there once. Um, but the goddess is seen holding the shield of Lib- liberty and it's uh, kind of protecting her. And it's acknowledging, it's supposed to symbolize um, the sacrifice given by these people who died in battle and kind of acknowledging you are a big part of why we are free. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um, the column, so there's the goddess on top, there's a column, and then there's this big uh, square base with four sides. And um, Wait, squares have four sides? <laughs> I mean, technically it's a cube, so wrong again, okay, it's six I'll just, sides. I'll just go fuck myself then, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. Wrong. Oh, I fell for it. <laughs> um, Do you have an opinion? Because you're wrong. <laughs> yes and now that i feel attacked um <laughs> so there's there's four parts along the sides <laughs> mm-hmm. and um each side represents one side's artillery one is navy one is infantry and one is cavalry. and oh, cool. these statues are designed to be viewed in a specific order to tell a story and the um, the story of the war is the the people are like one third larger than life, so kind of kind of bigger than normal people, and but like a little bit, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's probably my size because I'm so I'm so tall. I'm pretty much a third. So just imagine an entire statue's like monument made of Jackies. Yes. So one and one third Jackie size. Um, Got it. <laughs> so, like, me, and then if you cut off my legs, put them on top of my head. Um, so This is turning into a horrifying statue. Uh, there, There's some. It's interesting. So, okay. So, the Navy side is the side you're supposed to see first, and it faces south. It shows um, young men kind of standing up, and they're putting a mortar into uh, a cannon. And it represents the Battle of Island Number Ten, and so it's just a scene from a battle from the Civil War. And if what he- happened on the other nine islands? You know, it's a good question. I honestly probably what makes Number Ten the special one? Because it's probably even and satisfying. You don't want you don't want Number Nine. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there to fight. Like I want Number Thirteen. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Um, so this is, uh, a scene from that battle 
and it actually features African-American soldiers um, fighting alongside Caucasian people. And it's one of... And this was built in, like, yeah, wow, progressive. Yeah. And so it's one of the first statues that does this, which is really cool. And then um, Brandon read my notes, and he wanted to make, like, a sad... um, Political fact? Political fact, yeah. And it's not it's not with this war. So this I or this statue is pure and beautiful. But um Brandon said that the reason why there was a lot of um well, I'm gonna read his words. So Brandon said that in war, along with many others, black people were promised freedom in the American Revolution and early civil war. And that is why almost all black people had fought in the war and joined. Sadly, though, it'd be a long time before African-Americans were freed and these offers were often rescinded. And that was during the mm. American Revolution. So this is yeah. not so much Civil War, but that was one thing where he was like, if you, if you saw um, an African-American person, either in a painting or some, like a photo or something, they, they joined because they were trying to get their freedom. And Well, that's sad. Yes. So thank you, Brandon. I told him he is our um, our uh, in-house POC representative. Fair. <laughs> and he he was honored um, to take that title. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So yeah, it is still really cool because it's one of the first statues to actually ha- show um, African Americans and Caucasians fighting caucasian americans fighting together and then so you view this scene of them loading the mortar um and then you move counterclockwise and that's because um levi wanted clockwise is kind of with human nature and war is against human nature okay see i'm seeing the metaphor he's putting down yes which i'm picking up what he's putting down yeah, I I mean that's such a neat idea too. Like it's no, such yeah. a small thing where it's it's just against human nature. Like we're not supposed to do it. Now, is there anything that like shows what order you're supposed to do this in or is it just like knowledge to know that like is there is there anything that says like you're supposed to start on the navy side? Not that I'm aware of. Um there's there's nothing on the statue itself. So there might be like okay. a placard or something, but not on the physical monument. Gotcha. Um, so then you move on to the artillery side, which faces east, and it shows cannoneers working mid-battle. The men are seen aiming and firing their cannons, but in this battle, two artillerymen were lost. Okay. And I didn't put... There, oh, so there wasn't a lot of information online that I could find in my defense. So I'm, I kind of, I could have more information, but anytime I looked anywhere, it was like the same two sentences, sure. like reworded because they're all citing each other. Right. Um, but so that's the artillery side. And then the infantry side facing north shows a scene from a battle that the architect Levi Scottfield actually fought in because he. Oh, um, interesting. I think he was a. He's a captain. So he saw saw battle. Battles. Battle. Interesting. Yeah. And so in on this side, um, it's a little more violent. It kind of gets worse and worse as it goes on. 
and there's or nine typically men. Does. Yeah, for reals. Um, there's nine men kind of mid battle. I, I think they were also loading something or they had weapons on them and it was very, um, like there's a lot of movement to it and nine, there's nine men on this side and three of them are dead and the rest of them are wounded. So it's like, they're all oh. kind of like moving around and that's what it was. They're like treating each other. I just made up something and then <laughs> with the machines and I was like, no, they were doing medical stuff. Okay. Yes. Um, but then yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes. No, because you know how you read so much and like your brain's filling in the blanks because it's like, yes. I remember no, this. No. I'm not going to read my notes. And then your notes are like, you're wrong. And then you, then you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have to bull crap your way back in. <laughs> we won't talk. Dig yourself out of that grave. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so the cavalry is on the west side and it shows this. Okay. I got them swapped. This is the very violent fighting scene. Got it. Yes. So these men are seen fighting in hand-to-hand combat and it is described as a very hauntingly realistic scene. And on this side, there is a statue of a man being shot at point blank range. Oh, oh no. This is the violent side. That's the violent side. <laughs> That's the side you don't want your kids to go to. Yes. And um, when I, it was weird because I looked at it kind of briefly on all the sides and I didn't notice it right away. Um, so it's not like a very, I mean, it's obvious, but it's not kind of thing. Like it looks like fighting, but you don't really process it until you hear what's going on. Got it. Um. But yeah, so those are the four sides. Um, and this is all outside. Cool. Yes. You look like you Very have a cool. question. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I don't. Um, but yeah, so that's the exterior. And so then you can go inside. And oh, fancy. It's, it's really cool because so the outside, there's a lot of movement, crazy stuff going on, a lot of fighting. And you walk inside and... The inside is described as being very calm and peaceful. So you walk. So outside we have all like the violence of the war, and then inside it's the peace. Yes, which is really cool. cool. So you go in, and there's names all along the outside of all the walls. And then, oh, okay. In the center, there's like a big square column, and then there's four panels on that. Okay. And. So two panels, there is a image of like the beginning of war. And then there's a panel for the end of war. And then there's two other panels. That is the, is Lincoln freeing the slaves and like the emancipation. Yeah. And then on the fourth wall, there's names of a hundred women who are part of the Northern Ohio Soldiers and Sailors Relief Society. This is a very progressive statue. <laughs> I know. Like, Monument. I kept reading it and I was like, okay, so was this like 2019? Was this added later? Like- <laughs> yeah. Like, was this, was this an addition later? Just, nope, nope. Just a very progressive monument. Yeah. And then, um, this Good for room- Levi. I, I know. And then. Good for Levi. I feel like when we were at the Ohio State Reformatory, it's kind of the same. Like, he built um, 
I mean, outside the t- the torture chambers. <laughs> outside all of those torture chambers, yeah. Um, it was pretty grooving, but so that's the inside, and so I did look up some kind of lore to this monument, and it was a lot smaller than kind of the history side, but. Mm-hmm. One thing people say is when you go into that inside room, that it's a very intense feeling. Okay. Which I could get because it's the, it's yeah either the names of everyone that died in battle because it's like real tiny names all the way across. Um, or like, I don't even know, like maybe just from Cuyahoga Valley, but it's. Is a very intense feeling when you go in there. And then, yeah, I could very much see that. Yeah, like when I read that, I was like, it has to be. Like, it, it's intense. There's no good way to, like, make a war monument and not have an intense feeling attached to it. Yeah, for reals. And then um, there's actually, there's tunnels underneath the monument. Oh, okay. It. This is where I saw tunnels, and I was like, man, this is going to be a bulk of my story. And then it wasn't. Damn it. I know. Like, I did the research. Tunnels are never as exciting as I want them to be. I always get crazy excited whenever there's, like, tunnels underneath a place. I'm like, ooh, tunnels. And then they're like, and they put wine down there. And I'm like, but, like, the couldn't you use it to, like, bootleg or, like, torture people? <laughs> no? Did- okay. And did you uh, want to kill anyone? In th- and did, did you want to kill anyone down in those tunnels? And then I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and then I have to think um, introspectively because I'm like, wait, would I go in a wait. tunnel and want to kill someone? <laughs> like, why and then you're I like, wait, why do I want this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are tunnels underneath and they're mostly there to support um, ah. the monument somehow. And oh, but I, wouldn't digging the ground underneath it make it less stable? That's what I thought, but I think it's something because they put they put um, granite, like so they put stone okay. around it. Because I was thinking the same thing. When you uh, dig out the ground underneath something, typically it makes it less stable. <laughs> and I was like, why would why would less ground make it better? <laughs> make it better. Um. But so the tunnels are about 122 years old. And then the labyrinth beneath the massive structure is there. Yeah, mostly in part to help the structure stay up. And these circles of tunnels that are made are actually, they're very similar to the catacombs in in the European cathedral. Oh, cool. I struggled with that sentence. That's all right. You got it out. You got there. We'll get there eventually. Um, Oh, shake it off. Get there. (laughs) (laughs) And there's actually 140 tons of granite that is used in the tunnels. And like I was saying, I'm pretty sure that's how it's That's a lot of granite. Yeah. It's probably better than dirt. Who knows? (laughs) Just kidding. This is better dirt. It's upgraded dirt. (laughs) This is dirt plus. (laughs) It's organic. So, you know. It's organic dirt. So... You probably have never heard of it. <laughs> you wouldn't even know, so don't ask, because I'm not going to tell you. Because I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> um, and the tunnels are, when you walk down there, they look unfinished. They're terrifying. Oh. They, I mean, oh, no. They, they kind of are. Like, they're tunnels, and they're very spooky. Um, 
people believe that the catacombs are haunted as well. Or sure. Catacombs slash tunnels. And when people are going underneath the tunnels, they will say that they get like this weird crawling sensation all over their skin. Ooh, oh no. Yeah. And people's um, phones will die. Their batteries will die. And once they leave, they'll be charged up again. Oh. Yeah. So they're not just going down. They're coming back so up the- too. The ghosts are just like, we're just going to borrow that for a hot second there. <laughs> yeah. I just want to come say hi. Okay. Here's your energy back. Yeah. Just, just, I'm just going to borrow that battery life just, just for a minute. I just need it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then orbs are often seen in photos too. And so that's a, a bulk of the spooky side, which I really wish was bigger. But then I was really interested in how like, The story of the statue is really cool. Yeah, that is super cool. Very, very cool. Yes. Oh, and then two. So you can go see the monument anytime you want. Um, You can even get stuck in the uh, roundabout and look at it a little bit longer (laughs) if you want to. Look at it for a little (laughs) bit longer than you probably want to. Yes. And then you can go in the tunnels underneath, but it's open I think it's once a year, and so it's, like, kind of harder to get, but you are able to go down there, and people will do, like, ghost hunting stuff. Neat. Yes. Something we can actually do for once, what we talk about, what (laughs) the point of our podcast. Yeah, which is fun. Okay, so I was thinking about it the other day, and we never really talk about the point of our podcast. We just get on and are like, we're mile 13. Here's some stories. And I think our very first episode, we explained it. We did explain in the first episode, but you're right. We've never talked about how we wanted to specifically talk about things that you could like go in and interact with. Yeah. And I used to do. But we are very lenient about that term. Oh, sometimes go in and interact is like drive by. <laughs> yeah. You can drive on the road that it's located. It's still standing. <laughs> it's still there. So in theory, you could go. So in theory, you could go. You just can't. It just getting inside would be illegal. Which I am not supporting, but I am not supporting. I am not supporting, but I am not supporting. <laughs> I am not supporting that. Not supporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you reminded me, uh, we can take this out if uh, it doesn't end up fitting in, um, but you reminded me, I saw this really funny post on um tumblr about uh statues in general and how um in the political climate that we are in currently with quite a lot happening there has been a large upswing of like destroying statues Mm -hmm. um and um i am very much for the type of person where i was like if it is of a racist person i don't think we should have a statue of that person um so i'm very much of like even though i am an artist like i'm like no we should not be celebrating christopher columbus he was a rapist and a horrible person Mm -hmm. um but there was this post, and I forget, I'm going to have to look it up, but I forget who, who she actually was. But she was, like, the curator of statues at a very famous museum. And she, like, sent out a post that she was like, a lot of people have been asking me what, like, what my opinion about people defacing these statues are. And she was like, when it comes to paint, I'm totally fine with that because paint is super easy to wash off. It would sure be a shame, though, if something were to happen to the statues that were irreversible, like, per se, 
bronze disease, which you can create using these very easy homemade things. And then she like goes through this entire thing about how like you can use like seawater and like a bunch of like super easy things to come up. And if you throw it on the statue, it like becomes irreversibly damaged. And she just goes through this whole big thing and like hilariously, like completely sarcastically. And at the very end of the thread, she's like, you can all stop DMing me because A, my bosses support me and B, I'm the one who reads the DMs of this museum. Oh, my gosh. And she's That's my new favorite person. That's such a cool move. Oh, it's so because she was totally like, man, it sure would be a shame if these statutes had something happen to them that we couldn't reverse. You know, like these examples. <laughs> and you can buy them here. Here's a link. <laughs> Here's a link. Yeah, basically. Oh, she's my hero. Of Statue Be Gone. Statue Be Gone. Yeah. But don't do it to this one, because this one's actually a good one. Yes. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, from what I could tell, I'm sure I'm sure something bad it can be linked to it in some way. But Probably. It seems like a pretty decent one. You can correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, let us know at mile13show at gmail.com, right? Yeah, I think that's the one. We were laughing earlier before we started recording because we were like, oh, shoot, we're going to have to do the sign off where we have to like list off all of the social media links. I don't know those. (laughs) Only Kim does. No, I always zone out. If you like, if you zone out, I get it. It's it's a lot of words, but I believe mile13show at gmail.com. Yeah. I know that the numbers are important. I know that it's not spelled out. It is numbers. Yes. Anyways, (laughs) is it my turn? Nope. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, as I mentioned before, I did a summer internship in Ohio, in Cleveland. Um, And I I had a couple really fun experiences. Um, The main one I remember was I was at this really, really old country club, like, country club house. And one of my jobs as an intern was I was supposed to go, like, explore these old places and find places for, like, the couple to have photos taken of them. Which is a super fun. Um, it was basically my dream job for that moment because I got to just have free reign of these old houses to wander around and mm-hmm. find any place I wanted. So I was walking around and I opened up a door and all I see is this straight shot down into this basement. And there's a like a window next to me. No light coming in. Absolutely. Just completely pitch black. And just like this feeling of cold and like sadness just comes up and I just shut the door and was like well nope we're not going down there oh my god and later I was talking to like the curator of the house um and because she was like yeah you can totally go here you can go here like that's totally fine and I was like hey out of curiosity what was that wing over there because I went over there and it just there wasn't any good place to take photos but like I was just curious what's that wing and she was like oh that was the servant's quarters oh my gosh so I don't think a bunch of really fun stuff happened down there oh no oh my gosh so that was my favorite experience um there was also a time we weren't doing a wedding we were doing like an offshoot job um but we went to this abandoned warehouse and we were also I was also walking around looking for um random places to take photos and I opened up a door and just looked straight like the floor had collapsed and so I looked like three stories down below me and just like all the way down and very similar it was just completely pitch black dark in there very cold very dark And so I went back and I was again talking to the curator. I was like, so what's the history of this building? And she was like, oh, it has a lot of different history, but it's like mostly known for being a smallpox hospital. Oh, wow. So those were the two times that I was like, hmm, okay. 
<laughs> we're not going down there. And see, I've never really had any experience like that. Like, I've never... I've gotten, like, weird feelings maybe, like, once or twice. But mm-hmm. it's, if I, I don't know if it's real or not because I know going in something's right. happened. Yeah. So it's probably It's really me. interesting when you just show up and you're just like, this feels wrong. Yeah. And this I've don't feel good here. That. I hope you do someday. But I also don't because it's a weird feeling. Fair. That's fair. But the main thing is we were driving along, like driving to one of the weddings we were going to. And we drove by this house and I looked out and I went, oh, that house is haunted. Because that's this was a joke that Jackie and I used to play when we would go on big, long road trips. We would point at random buildings and just go, that's haunted. Anything that like just looked scary. Um, It was just a fun little like car trip game to play. Um, But so I did it offhandedly. And my boss goes, oh, no, it is. And I was like, what? And he goes, you've never heard of that? And I was like, I don't even know what that building is. Turns out we went by the Franklin Castle and I had pointed it out and said that building is haunted. And it was. (laughs) And that's like the Franklin Castle is considered the most haunted thing in Cleveland, right? It is. All right. Mm. Buckle up, folks, because this is going to be a roller coaster. I cannot even tell you where we're going to end because you're not like where we start and where we end is going to be completely different places and it's going to be so much fun to go along. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So the Franklin castle, which is also known as the Tiedermann house, Tiedermann, which is a fun word to say. Um, It is located on 4308 Franklin Boulevard. So on March 15th, also I should note that um, I haven't read these notes in like three months, so I apologize (laughs) if I uh, stumble a little bit. I just remember it was a really fun story. So on March 15th, 1982, it was added to the Register of Historic Places, or the National Register of Historic Places. Um, The house was built in 1881 by famous architect firm Cuddle and Richardson um, for Hannes Tiedermann. Very German name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very German family. Very German name. So um, they, the house is built in 1881. Ten years later, so um, 1891, on January 15th, their 15, the family's 15-year-old daughter, Emma, died of diabetes in the house. She died. Oh, wow. Also, Not, side note, um, yeah. I think my statue was built in 1884. And this is happening in, like, 1881. So these are, these are real close oh, God. to the timeline. Yeah. Um, not long afterwards, like something like a week or so after Emma passed away, um, Tiedermann's elderly mother, Wickbeka, I believe is how you pronounce her name. W-I-E-B-E-K-A. Wickbeka? That sounds right. Sure. (laughs) Well, she also died. Oh, (laughs) no. Okay. Over the next... Three years, the family would bury three more of their children. This one's sad. One was only 11 days old. Oh. Yeah. And thus became a rumor that Hannes was killing his children. Oh. Wait, so how many died? Five total? So, yeah, five, four of his own children and then his elderly mother. Oh, wow. I think it makes sense. When so much death happens in, like, such a quick succession. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Especially with like a lot of like younger kids who were kind of like more vulnerable and not really able to like fight back and like no one was really going to think about it. Yeah. In a time when like kids death was so common. Yeah. Like, oh, it's normal. Or they're doing something really stupid like serving the same meat for three months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But. In order to distract his wife, Louise, Tiederman renovated the entire house to make it look like a lavish mansion. Basically just, hey, honey, I'm sorry our kids are dying. Check out this awesome crown molding. But look at this carpet. (laughs) Come look at this carpet. It's awesome. It's shag. Oh. Just, yeah, just forget about all of our children dying. I bought you a fireplace. Look at the shiplap. I could go on. You just keep going. Just keep going on this joke. The rest of the podcast is you just making this joke. <laughs> Look at the popcorn ceilings. These will go out of fashion. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it was the mansion became a 30 room mansion with intricate carvings on the walls, gas lighting um, he, and gas lighting. He also added stone walls, marble fireplaces, a dumbwaiter system and a wine cellar. Hmm. He also added a ballroom, which runs the entire fourth floor. Also, fourth floor. Is that? Um, well, not in, like, 1800s buildings. Oh, like it's a tall. Oh, I got like you. Like tall. Like there's a fourth floor of this building. I was thinking it was, like, a reference to something. And I was like, movie. Oh, no, no, no. Store. Sorry. Okay. I'm just impressed. Where it's like, how many houses? Like, because this is just a normal house. This oh, is not an apartment true. building. This is just a normal house. How many houses do you know that have four floors? That's that's valid. That is very surprising. Not including the basement. <laughs> um, he also built turrets and gargoyles, which gave it its classic castle name. Mm. He also built hidden passageways. Yay. Oh, that is so cool. They had sliding panels that were hidden in the walls to hide the entrances, and they were rumored to use as were sorry. They were rumored uh, to be used for bootlegging during Prohibition. So there's our bootlegging. That's cool. Okay, so it's a little bit of a party castle. So it's a bit of a party castle. Hey, remember when I talked about how there was a rumor about Hannes killing all of his children and family members? Why, well, yes, I do. So they also say he hung his niece Rachel from the rafters in one of the secret passageways. Oh, this is the air out of me. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> just, just going to drop that one. Um, so it was rumored that she um, was either killed or killed herself because her body was found in one of these passageways. So, so like that okay, did so happen. She, she was hung somehow. It that just is dependent if someone did it to her or if she did it to herself. Okay. Um, but it was, if there, someone did do it to her, it was because she either was sleeping around or for being mentally ill. Oh, yeah, those are great reasons. So we're in that era (laughs) where we put people out of our misery because they're mentally ill. It's a fun era. He also supposedly killed his illegitimate daughter, Karen. Which also, Karen is an interesting name to have in 1881. Yeah. And also, so he was hoeing around, and it was cool. Yep. It was cool, but not not that for was, Rachel. That was literally two sentences apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She, she was sleeping around. 
Yeah. Oh, and then he also killed someone that. Oh, he, he also sleeping. killed his his illeg- illegitimate daughter. Yeah. Um, we don't know how Karen died, but it was either by hanging or by an axe. <laughs> yep, that's the sentence I wrote. Those are those are two very different <laughs> things. Okay. Um, it is also rumored that it may have been Karen's boyfriend who staged it to look like Hannes. Mm. He was like, I'm going to kill her in this house. So I, this guy who's already being rumored for murdering his family members is going to take the fall for me. That's such a jerk move. If you're going to kill someone, own it. Okay. Yeah. He also, the list just keeps going on. <laughs> he also may have killed his mistress for trying to marry another man. So it's so it's rumored either it was his mistress or it was a servant who refused his advances. So just all around great guy. Cool, cool. Just just a good dude. Yeah, dime for sure. So Louise died on March twenty fourth, eighteen ninety five. Mind you, her daughter died in ninety one. So this is four years after that. Um, at the age of fifty seven, due to liver disease and probably a broken heart, because her husband was an asshole. Yeah, and ever, all of her kids died. <laughs> and all her kids died, yeah. But you got that shag carpet you always wanted. But you sure uh, isn't that crown molding great. Um, <laughs> the next year, the remaining Teeterman sold the house to the Mulhauser family. And by 1980, er, 1908, the entire family was dead, leaving no one to inherit the Teeterman's considerable fortune. Because everyone's dead. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Louise dies in 1895. And then by 1908, the entire Teeterman family was dead. All of them. Oh. Yeah. The crazy so good thing times. is, though, like, it, it literally has to be either someone was, like, something really dark. Like, yeah. murder. Either or- it was murder and sabotage and someone stabbing people in the back. Or like, or it like it had to be something. Well, not the hanging because that wasn't an accident. But like, like if there was something in the food, like some- yeah, or just like the, a really weird coincidence, like just some like it was like lead paint or something, which it probably yeah, could have been. Um, like environment. Yeah. Yes. Like, and if that was chance, yeah. holy crap! Like, oh my gosh, an entire family wiped out in the span of like. 20 years max. Yeah. Um, so in 1913, the house was sold to the German Socialist Party. Not making this shit up. Um, I, I, it feels like I'm just like ad-libbing my way through this, but these are my legit notes. <laughs> it's so random, too. It's such random things that happened at this house. Um, they used it for over 50 years, um, and they used it as a they used it as a club for parties and meetings. But years later, they found a German shortwave radio hidden in the rafters and a few hidden documents leading them to believe that it was the secret headquarters for German spies during World War II. <laughs> the castle's the ob- like that's a very yeah, obvious yeah. thing. <laughs> well, it's like we're gonna be spies. We gotta be all covert. Why don't we go live in that giant ass castle in the middle of downtown Cleveland? I hear it's got shag carpet. (laughs) I hear it's got that shag carpet we always dreamed of. (laughs) Um, They would also rent out rooms as a hotel. um, And one of the people who stayed there was a doctor who performed medical experiments on human remains. 
We just have everything at this house. We have medical experiments. Oh. We have German spies. We have murdered children. Oh, oh okay. okay. Also, nothing, like, it's just human remains. Like, no one said anything about how he got those. That's true. I wonder if he... I think it was common practice to dig up people, too, during that time. I think so, yeah. Or if you died, you got, like, donated. Like, a lot of people would donate their bodies to science. Yeah, well, I did a haunted tour in Cincinnati. And they there was a building um, that was a hospital. And then there's a park we were standing at. And he said, um, like, 200 years ago, this was a cemetery. And then he, he was saying, like, allegedly they moved the bodies and put, built the park, but there's no documentation of that happening. So he's like, you're they probably didn't move standing the bodies. on dead bodies. And then, um, and then he said medical students, they wouldn't have enough bodies donated. So they would. Ew. It, it was like a common crime where people would dig up bodies and sell them to medical students. And he was like, Interesting. here's the dead bodies. There was a hospital, like, walking distance. Yeah. but Cut out the middle, man. Just take it right there. Yeah. It was very... I forget when it was common, but it, I think it was the late 1800s where it was very, very common. Yeah. Which I don't even remember what we were saying. Oh, human remains. Yes. Human remains. Um, alrighty. So, moving on. Uh, after the German spies and their very covert castle... Um, yeah, not suspicious at all. Um, so in January 1968, so we got to the 60s, yay, um, James Romano and his wife and their six children moved in. Uh, they reported several encounters with goats and attempted an exorcism. When they felt that the spirits had grown too powerful, the children were no longer to go, like, no longer allowed to go past the second floor, and the adults wouldn't go up without using the buddy system. Can you imagine your own goddamn house? It's four floors and you can't use two of them. Like. And you can't use two of them. Where it's just like, oh, kids, the ghosts are acting up. You better get downstairs. That's terrifying. <sighs> Doors would explode off their hinges. Not move, explode. Faces would stare back at you at mirrors. Not your own. That's just how mirrors work. Um, other f- other faces would look back at you out of mirrors. Um, lights would turn on and off by themselves. You could hear the sounds of people dancing in the ballroom. Oh, this is a fun one. Here's a fun one that's not that fun. Babies could be here crying from inside the walls. Oh my gosh. I literally, literally you said that and my skin got cold like, yes. Like, oh my God. It is not a successful podcast if I don't give you goosebumps at some point. I get them so easily. Literally. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, you could hear murmuring voices having a conversation, but you could never, like, understand what they were saying. Mirrors would fog up on their own with no cause. Um, heavy chandeliers would swing as though weightless. At one point, a newspaper boy knocked on the door and he was told to come in. Uh, he watched a woman in white appear at the top of the stairs, glide down, and disappear through a closed door. And I'm assuming that boy quit that day. <laughs> it was his Just, first I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Just, Ugh. nope, I, I refuse. Just immediately, like, 
turns around, just walks straight out. Like, just nope. Nope. I'm never done. mind. <laughs> never I'm done. Again. Heavy marching would be hear- heard coming from the third floor. I don't know what the third floor was important for marching, but it was on the third floor. But you weren't allowed to go in there. But you weren't allowed to go up there, yeah. Which is freaky. Covers were ripped off of beds while people were sleeping. Uh, You could hear phantom organ music from the ballroom as well as footsteps, laughter, clinking glasses as though a party was going on. So that's a fun one. I want to go hang out with those ghosts. (laughs) They're having a party. There's one Those thing German good. spy party. <laughs> they just serve sauerkraut. Yep. Mashed potatoes. Yep. Speaking of the ballroom, a large blood stain continuously appears even though it's marble and has been replaced. It just keeps coming back. So they'll they like they'll they take out the granite where the stain mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And put in new ones, and it still comes back every time. Oh. I don't like that. So that was all just typical things that anyone could experience. Here's specifically what happened to the Romanos. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My spirit is broken. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That's what I was planning. Day one, they move in. The children say they want to bring cookies to the little girl who is crying upstairs. No. Okay. Are you dead? Jackie, are you dead? That's like the worst thing ever. You're going to have to say that again. You're away from the mic. It was like the worst thing ever. There we go. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) You're welcome. For those of you who don't know what just happened because you can't see Jackie like I can, she dramatically flopped herself down um, in a defeat and then proceeded to complain away from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my bed, so it, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I am also on my bed. Um, so the children all collectively saw this little girl and were actually friends with her. They had a ghost friend. Hmm. Just, that's all comment you have? Just, hmm? Uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, At one point, the parents had a group of friends over um, who didn't believe in the supernatural. So they went upstairs um, because they're idiots. And they reported seeing a blanket of fog rising in front of them. Um, they all started to like t- kind of back away, but one friend stayed a little too close and she began to lose her eyesight. Oh. I don't actually know if she got it back. That I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find anything. It was like, it did her eyesight come back or is she just now like a little bit blinder? What if you're permanently scarred? Cause like physically scarred because of a ghost. Because of a ghost and because of your own dumbass decision. Because your friends were like, don't go upstairs. It's super haunted. And they're like, bet. Hold but, my beer. But to be fair, though, like, if you're over at a friend's house and they say, like, don't go in that room. A little fair. part of me is like, like, you're just being a baby. Like, yes, because we know it as the most haunted thing in Cleveland. They were at a friend's house. Like, you, you would never expect like ugh. 
That's fair. And knowing me, I definitely would have been like, I could handle anything. Yeah. You would have been like, oh, you lost your eyesight? Cool. Show me where so I can try and lose mine. Like, Yeah, that's fair. Now I feel bad for making fun of them. I'm sorry, people, if you're still alive. Get educated. Yeah. Get educated. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, moving on. Yes. <laughs> um, so one night at midnight, the phone rang and Mrs. Romano picked it up to hear a child's voice say, can I sleep with you tonight? And then abruptly hang up. No. <laughs> a week later, Mrs. Romano woke up in the middle of the floor screaming. So standing up in the middle of her room, she woke up screaming. She could tell she had been screaming for a long time because her voice was already hoarse, but she could hear another voice screaming with her almost mockingly. Oh, okay. I got the chills again. <laughs> I want to know what the rest of the family was doing. Cause if you're screaming for long enough to get, to go hoarse, that's a, yeah. that's a while. So like they had six fucking kids plus a husband. Like, how did no one else like snap and her out of this until she had already gone hoarse? And they're already like confined to half of the house. Yeah. Like, and they already like house, have experienced like. a whole bunch of the supernatural stuff going on. Because like, that's the thing of like, you always see in like scary movies where like scary things start happening and like one member believes, but the rest of the family are like, no, no, mm-hmm. this whole family knew. The whole family was like, no, this house is haunted, haunted shit. Like they all knew. So yeah, that's my that's my one question. I was like, how did no one stop her from screaming that yeah. long? Unless well, they literally valid. couldn't get her out. They couldn't snap her out of it. Um, so Mrs. Romano tried to have a Catholic priest cleanse and bless the house, but he refused and told them there was a bad presence and they needed to leave immediately. Which confuses me because I know that the Catholic Church can refuse to do exorcisms if there's not enough proof. But I have never heard of a person being like, that's too haunted. I'm not coming in there. I ain't touching that. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of a priest being like, nope, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Which, like, because Catholic, Catholic priests, they, they are, like, the front lo- runner of demonic um, possession yeah. and all stuff, right? So. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I'm sh- I'm sure like you there's have to, some like, sort of training that's intense, especially now. Well, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. In order to get a uh, like, in order to get an official exorcism, it's like an entire process. Like you have to be like have unequivocal, like undeniable proof that you are being haunted by a demon for them to even consider coming and exercising. Okay. Yeah. So to be make it through that and get to the point where it's like no like i know and also i can't help you like and also i can't do anything about this yeah yeah i've i've been training for this for such a long time i've and i've done this before but i'm gonna but i'm backing away from this one yeah oh there's something not right he did say that one of the spirits was Louise, Hannes's wife, who was attempting to possess Mrs. Romano in her sleep. Was that ex or former wife and current wife? That was so that was Louise was the wife of the original house owner, the one whose all of her oh, kids died. Okay. And Mrs. Romano was the new mom of the new family. In the 60s. In the 60s, yes. Okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um 
lost my place. Okay. Uh, one of the ghosts, uh, there was one ghost that was known for running up and down the halls, slamming doors. And they know, like, because they have talked to her, they know that one is Emma, the 15-year-old girl who died of diabetes. Oh. So they know Emma's there. Okay. They know Louise is there. Um, they had the North Ohio Psychical? Cyclical? We're going to go with s- cyclical? I think that's cyclical. a word. Cyclical. Research Society. Investigate. <laughs> uh, during which one of the members ran from the presence uh, from the... Sorry. So they had this they had this group come investigate and during that one of the like one of the members ran from the premises screaming. So that's fun. In 1974 the family moved finally. Good. So they lived there for let's see. They moved in on 1968 and they moved on 1974. So they were only there 6 years. That, yeah. And all of that happened in the span of six years. <sighs> so the family moved out and they sell- sold it to Sam Muscatello, uh, who was planning to turn the castle into a church. Because when a castle is super haunted, you want to turn it into a holy place. <laughs> um, but he was actually a really good sport about it because to raise money, he would like host haunted tours and overnight stays. Oh, like, okay. he was super into it. He was like, yeah, no, hell yeah, this place is super haunted. I'm going to turn it into a church, but, like, let's let's take advantage of this while we can. We need more churches like that. <laughs> right? I'd go to that church. Um, On one tour, a reporter had a recorder ripped off his shoulders and thrown down the stairs, when, and several people saw this happen. Like, several witnesses saw it happen. Oh. Human bones were found in one of the secret panels um, in 1974, but that is highly rumored to be a publicity stunt. Um, Like, people were like, really, no one found these beforehand? In this, like, very, like, people knew about the secret passageways and, like, very much just, like, sat in the middle of, the like, one of the passageways. Uh, And we were like, okay. We do know they were human bones, though. So the question still does remain, where did Muscatello get those bones? He dug him up. <laughs> he dug him up. Um, Muscatello hired Hans Holzer, who was a paranormal investigator who had just finished covering the Amityville house at the time. Oh, wow. So, you know, good. <laughs> uh, Hans contacted a 13-year-old girl who had been killed named Karen, who was the illegitimate daughter. Oh, okay. So after after this, um, the like it just he uh, so Muscatella didn't get enough um, money, and so like it just kind of like the dream kind of just died. Um, so he ended up selling the house to a man named George, who continued to live um, and give tours, although he himself did not believe in the paranormal. But he did ask people to write down their experiences in a guest book. A woman reported fo- uh, feeling choked in the tower room. Um, which is where uh, I believe it was, um, I, I can't remember because I didn't write it down, but I believe one of the hangings, I think it was the uh, the niece who got, uh, no, I think it was the, I think it was Karen, the illegitimate daughter, was hung in the tower room. Mm, okay. Like that was where her body was found. Um, um, some woman, 
some people spot a woman in black who they believe to be Rachel, who is the uh, the uh, the niece who was killed. And other people see a woman in white who they believe to be Karen. Okay. Um, there's also temporary paralysis and in- incoherent babbling that happens. <laughs> That's a fun one. Oh, so... If I would punch you in the face if I was ever standing next to you and you started doing that. Just standing like completely still, not able to move and just like gibberish, like spewing gibberish. Yeah. I'm going to do that just to fuck with you now. I know your go-to scary noise though. That like, nom, 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 nom. Is one Jackie? Nom, 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 nom. Yes. It's that a- one? You would do that and I would know. I would know. Nom, 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 nom. But oh, if you if you ever did that, even if you faked it, I would probably punch you in the face. Honestly, I deserve it, but it would be worth it. And then I I would cry because I punched. Still you worth in it. The face. <laughs> and then you would cry because you punched me. Yes. So after reading enough entries uh, of his guest book, George agreed that the house was haunted and sold it. So this man who didn't believe in the supernatural was like, okay, fine. You're right. This place is haunted. I don't want to be here no more. Fine. You win. Fine. Ghosts, you win. So in 1984, Michael DeVinco, Judy Garland's fifth and last husband, uh, purchased the property and started making major renovations. Over the next 10 years, he spent close to $1 million renovating the castle and even tracking down some of its original furniture. Oh, that's cool. So that's like he like made it into the like house we see, like place we see today, basically. Kind of. I'll get there. Um, however, he put it up for sale in 1994. And the castle sat empty from 1994 to 1999 until it was purchased by Michelle Heimberger, who was 25 and paid for it in cash for $3,050. What? She was also the founder of Yahoo. Not making this shit up. Was she the founder of Yahoo before or after? Yeah, she, she she was already the founder of Yahoo at 25. What? And just had enough cash on hand to pay for something that was over $3,000. What? That's insane. Yeah. She's my hero. So the, the castle was only $3,000? Yeah, because it was sat empty for so long and no one wanted to buy it because haunting. That, that itself is crazy. Yeah. She did have intentions to restore it to its former glory, but unfortunately, six months after she bought the house, a vagrant lit it on fire and caused almost a quarter of a million dollars in damage. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it varies, very sad. Uh, Heimberger attempted to rest- uh, restore this estate, but she kept getting harassed and sued for not restoring it fast enough. And so she eventually gave up and sold the house, letting it fall into disrepair. So that's super sad. Which also, like, you're suing her for not doing it fast enough, so therefore she's giving you the money that she would have used for the renovation. And who who would be the one suing her? Like, the city? Yeah, or who's suing her? Yeah. Some, some Karen next door? Some fucking... It's the ghost. The ghost Karen. Is there freaking Bob? Freaking ghost Karen suing me for not fixing up your house fast enough. 
Alrighty, so uh, yes, I believe this is the last one. Um, so after the house fell into disrepair in 2003, a guy named Chris Millsavs bought the house, um, bought the castle, and started a campaign to turn it into the Franklin Castle Club, which would have been like this kind of like bougie yacht club kind of thing. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But in 2006. It was discovered that the entire project was a sham. No repairs were being made. Pictures were either uh, that he was posting were either close-ups of other buildings or completely stolen from other websites. <laughs> what was he doing with this castle during those three years that he was not renovating it, you ask? Yeah. <laughs> it was discovered that the space was being used to film gay pornography. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I told you, you would have no idea where we would start and where we would end. This is literally the most roller coaster of roller it's coasters. Such a I've roller ever coaster. Uh, he was so his company, Voodoo Media Group, had filmed at least two gay porn movies at this establishment. Uh, they were also only discovered because of a public message on MySpace. A bulletin posts. Uh, had the uh, sorry so there was a bulletin post and it had a picture of him in a room that looked very much like the franklin castle with two actresses and it said all the guys and girls here say hi and of course we miss you around the castle what a dumbass oh that's funny so the actual last point is as of 2012 the building is being converted into a multiple family housing so basically apartments um, okay. The new owners are super serious about keeping tourists away. So, unfortunately, uh, you can't go in, but you can drive by like I did. Okay. And if you really wanted to go undercover, you could rent an apartment. True. You could rent an apartment once and it's up and running. There. And live there. And that, my dear listeners, is the story of the Franklin Castle. Dun, dun, dun. Clap, clap, yeah. clap, clap, clap. <laughs> what a roller coaster. Ooh, that was that was good. Thank you. It is not my favorite haunt, but it is definitely up there. It is definitely one like my I would say like top ten favorite haunts. Really? Yeah. That you that you've seen or that oh, you've read about. Okay. Yeah, just in general. Ones that I know off offhand. See, and I didn't even really I never really knew about it. I, I knew there was a castle in Ohio up in That was Cleveland. super haunted? No, not even that it was haunted. Just so like, oh, you can go and see a castle. There's like new, the one, there's like a few around there. Little did you know, it had murdered children and German spies. And shag carpeting. And shag carpeting. Whoa. Hi. Thor? Um, all my doors are shut. So, like, and I haven't seen her this entire episode until just now. <laughs> she came out from under the bed. Yeah. So, we have to figure out how to sign off. Yeah. Now, we have to figure out what the sign off is. Oh, hi, Thor. I see you. Yep. Um, this is mile 13. This is mile 13. That's Thor over there? That's Thor. This is Artemis. I'm Casper. I'm oh. Oh. We have an well, email. It's mile1313show at gmail.com, right? Yep. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. 
it's all mile one three mm-hmm. show. We don't have so, a Twitter because we don't care about Twitter. We we're just we're just trying to do our thing. I yeah, Twitter, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, if you have any stories or anything, if you have been to the Franklin Castle or like been to the monument or live in Cleveland and want to complain about living in Cleveland, hi Thor. Sorry, she's Thor has come up to the microphone to say hi to all of you. Say hi. Nope. Okay. She's slunk. Nope. You want to be quiet? Okay. Um Yeah, if you have if you live in Cleveland and want to complain about it, um or if you live in Cleveland and want to yell at us for complaining about Cleveland um you can email us sorry there's a cat under my armpit now (laughs) this this is a cat right here that's a cat that's her butt hello sorry i'm focused i just have a cat on me are you because i feel like i'm the only one pulling weight right now in the in this final sign off i know oh okay how can i look at that okay that's fair she is being very very cute anyways uh we love you all Stay spooky. I'm just going to keep going off on this until Jackie pays attention to me because I'm needy. Oh, gosh. Fine. Okay. Hi. I'm back. Mile 13 show. Email us. Message us. Add us on Facebook. I don't know. You know the drill. Yeah. Bye. Bye.